Hello YouTube, Chef Mario here, also known as CM001. Sorry if I'm a little out of breath. <laughs> but in this um, new thing that I'm doing, it's called Let's Talk Nintendo. I will be talking about Nintendo and reading this book called The Ultimate Nintendo Fan Book. I got it from Barnes & Nobles. It's the 100% independent and unofficial fan book. Um, I did not um, make this book. It's from Wellbeck Publishing. Well, that's what it says on the back. And if I go in here, it looks like it's from Mortimer, if I'm saying that right. So I did not make this. I will link the book in the description if you want to buy it. It's pretty cool. It says it's packed with game reviews and characters, profile, plus Nintendo. Wait, hold on. I read that horribly wrong. Packed with game reviews and character profiles, plus Nintendo history and facts. That was weird. Anyway. <laughs> but today I will be reading the first portion of the book. Let's see. Um called Nintendo History. And this part, these two pages, is from 1889 to 1980. And when I'm done with the pages, I'll be giving my thoughts if I have them. So let's just get right into it. The first part of it is playing the card games. See how Nintendo rose from a simple card? Okay, um, I'm just gonna restart. See how Nintendo rose from simple card products to bossing the world of arcades and home console action. So let's get right into it. Long before the creation of our Pixel Power Pals, Nintendo started making playing cards. The company was set up by a craftsman for shit. Okay, I just want to make this clear. I am gonna like destroy the names. Because I don't know how to pronounce these, so I'm so sorry to anyone. Fushiro Yamauchi in 1889 in the Japanese city of... Okay, I, I can't read any... <laughs> Kyoto. Okay. Um, come on. Come on, mouth. Okay, hold on. Yamauchi's flower-based Hanafuda cards were very popular, and soon they were selling other playing cards around the world. The beautiful cards showed nature scenes, and the business also produced other picture cards from Japanese and Western culture. These were were big sellers in nineteen in the nineteen sixties, but by that time, Hiroshiro Yamauchi's great grandson was leading the company, and had his eyes on children's toys. Nintendo was now making cards showing Disney characters as well as other toy products. In the 1970s, children's electronics, electronic games and arcade equipment would really rocket Nintendo's for, fortunes. So that was page one. Um, I'm going to give my thoughts. My thoughts is it's very cool. How they started off with playing cards, and then they went to video games. And I did not know they started putting Disney characters on their cards. I did not know that. But, yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. 
But the next thing is about their very first video game console. Um, and I'll talk about it on the next page. And I'm sorry if I'm stuttering a lot. I suck at reading. So yeah, let's just get right into page two. Epic Electronics. Nintendo's beam gun opto-electronic toys were a big hit in Japan's early 70s. Using simple light technology, these fun shooters were very revolutionary. A laser clay shooting system and other arcade games were huge too. Home use video game technology was developed, leading to around a million sales each in Japan of the Color TV Game 6 and TV Game 15 systems. Nintendo's first gaming consoles. So the Nintendo Entertainment System was not their first console. The Color TV game says there was five consoles in total. The years that it sold to was 1977 to 1980, and it sold three million consoles in total. And it says here in the thing called Gaming Future, the technology that Nintendo developed would help them go on to create the Famicom console. See on page 12 for more, and I will read about that soon. On the next two pages, I'll be reading about Donkey Kong and their next console. Donkey Kong comes along. Make way for the game-changing ape of the 1980s and the name-changing hero. The new generation of gamers were yelling out for a new screen hero, and not many yell louder than Donkey Kong. Nintendo artist Shigeru Miyamoto had the idea for a rampaging ape called Donkey Kong. This hairy horror was the star of an arcade game in the 19 in 1981. Donkey Kong goes bananas, kidnaps a lady, and dashes to the top of a construction site. A super savior named Jumpman comes to save to rescue her. Never heard of him? Once again, I'm so sorry for the stuttering. Um, once again, I suck at reading. But in this next one, I'll be reading Mario is Born, Name Game, and Watch Out. Mario is Born. Jumpman was actually the original name given to Mario. In 1981, he was described as a carpenter, not the famous plumber we all know. And he, le he leaped into action to save a lady and beat... The Barrel Bashing Donkey Kong. The arcade fun the arcade fun kept fans pumping in their pumping in their coins as they tried to progress through the levels. Name game. Jumpman was a fan's fave in Donkey Kong. Nintendo wanted to make more more use him in the future, but his name was a bit boring. As Nintendo settled into their new U.S. headquarters in New York, at this time they noticed that their mustache office landlord looked a bit like Jumpman. The landlord's name was Mario Seagal, and the character was rebranded as Mario. In his honor, a video game star and Nintendo's icon was born. Watch out. There was no escaping that DK was Nintendo's breaking out star in the early 80s. The Game & Watch portable LCD video game devices were launched in Japan in the 1980s, with the Donkey Kong version in 1982.
going on to reach the million sales worldwide, this was also the first time an existing Nintendo character starred in the gaming watch. D for Donkey Game & Watch Donkey Kong was the first time Nintendo used the directional pad, D-pad, control. Anniversary Editions Nintendo released limited edition 35th anniversary Game & Watch versions of Super Mario Bros. and The Legend of Zelda. So, if you were wondering, the last two um things I just read were like mini ones. They weren't that big. But I just wanted to read them because they were pretty cool little facts. But the next page is Time to Entertain. Time to Entertain. Home gaming goes up a gear as two awesome products make their mark. The NES and the Game Boy. One of the biggest moments in Nintendo's history was the release of the Nintendo Entertainment System, better known as the NES. Work on it began in Japan in 1983, with the console reaching U.S. homes in 1985, and then Europe the following year, boosting the sleek custom processing unit, CPU, and the picture processing unit, PPU. The NES also used cartridges, as this meant that, for the first time, a Nintendo console was compatible of playing different titles. The company's variety of popular games and characters would be enjoyed on it once the NES was linked to a television. Family Fun In Japan, the NES was originally branded as the Family Computer, or Famicom for short. The original NES was many kids' first experience of the gaming console. Game Range the U.S. rival Atari, struggling, the stage was set for Nintendo and the NES to dominate home gaming. Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. were successful NES games, with others such as Excitebike, Metroid, Punch-Out, and The Legend of Zelda, and of course Super Mario Bros., all making their way to cartridges. By 1988, there are more than 60 games available for the millions of NES-loving fans. Nintendo Entertainment System Gears, 1983 to 1995, 2003 in Japan. Sales, $62 million. Nintendo's range of titles excited early gaming fans. Portable Power The glorious Game Boy was yet another product that helped put Nintendo in control of the gaming universe. Unleashed in 1989, it was their very first portable handheld system, and it also used game cartridges. Bundled with the active Tetris title, the Game Boy flew off the shelves, and with later Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance versions. It was one of the biggest and best devices of all time. Game Boy. Years. 1989 to 2003. Sales. $919 Plus 81.5 million Game Boy Advanced. Nintendo Goes Super. You've discovered the story of the NES and Game Boy, but did you know about these other cool Nintendo machines? Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Years 1990 to 2003. Sales 49 million. 
Whether fans called it the Super NES or SNES, this 16-bit system was a great follow-up to the top-selling NES, with superior graphics and sound, a better controller, and smash-hit games such as Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Street Fighter II The World Warrior, SNES kept fans very happy. If more gaming firepower was needed, the score master controller pad and joystick did the business. Nintendo 64 Years 1996 to 2003 Sales $33 million. With this clever controller and powerful 64-bit tech, the Nintendo 64 was a striking addition to the Nintendo's console range. Graphics looked 3D instead of flat. Four players could connect to it, and over 500,000 were sold on the first day alone. A groundbreaking new accessory from the Nintendo 64 was the Rumble Pack attachment to the N64 controller. Players got a shuddering sensation when something big happened on screen. Games like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series used the N64's 3D graphics to make sort of realistic-looking environments. New N64 Titles Pilot Wing 64, Super Mario 64, and Star Fox 64 were games that helped launch the Nintendo 64 console. Nintendo GameCube Years 2001-2009 Sales 22 million. Nintendo changed the shape of their video game consoles in 2001 with the GameCube. This boxy system looked very different from the sleeker N64 and NSES. Perhaps the GameCube's biggest impact was the WaveBird. It was a wireless controller and was named because it used radio waves. Without a cable, players were then free to wander like a bird when playing. And I think that's where I'm going to stop for this episode. I went over all the, like, kind of retro ones. Retro, not not that. <laughs> but the next ones I'll go over are the Nintendo Wii, the Wii U, Wii Mini, and the Nintendo Switch and all the handhelds. But that's it, and now it's time for... The Nin Question! In this part, I'll ask you a question, and then I'll answer it in the next episode. So here's the question. What was the name of the real-life person who inspired Mario's name? A. Marty Liguo B. Mario Super C. Mario Seagal And I will answer that in the next episode. So that's it for this episode. Sorry if my um my reading sucked because I suck at reading. Uh, but I will get better. And yeah, make sure to check out the Ultimate Nin- Nintendo Fan Book because this is actually a pretty good book for Nintendo fans. And that's basically it. Bye.